And the person interviewing me wrote those words down, looked up from his piece of paper and said to me, so do you think we're going to like that? Yeah, I, I do what I do today, Kathy, because of a fourth grade field trip. No credit to me, just me fumbling along with what I knew at the time and the dog being very forgiving of my mistakes. What a week. The last time I was sitting here, I was looking out at a beautiful rainy day and curious about what lay ahead. Mind blown. Being in a room with several hundred people whose focus is bringing consciousness to the business world and integrating ancient wisdom, indigenous technology, believe it or not, and the current day business world. Yeah, it was a first for me and lots of interesting perspectives about what consciousness actually means. And that's where I go this week. I'm Kathy Brooks, and this is Talk Unleashed. There's something about some cities that really makes you feel like they're alive. That they have a heartbeat, that they are almost like an organism of their own. And you would think that a city is only that way because of the people in it, right? That without the people moving around, that the city itself doesn't necessarily have a sense of self, a sense of beingness. It's not true, though. I have friends, I'm in Paris, and I have friends who were here during the shutdown who said that when things were shut down and things were really quiet and there were ducks walking in the streets and nature returning and the river becoming clear and clean, that there was still a sense of Paris being alive. And even tonight as I'm walking, it's nearly 11 o'clock at night as I stroll back from dinner with a friend. And there are people on the street everywhere. And as I wander into the more residential neighborhood, sure, it gets a little more quiet. But there's still a sense of a heartbeat. And in a city like this, it is active until very late. People on the street, people in cafes, walking, enjoying music, laughing. In light of the week that I've had at the Powa conference here, a conference about consciousness and technology and how do we bring those things together, this idea of consciousness and of life is really present for me. This idea that the seemingly inanimate things around us actually have life, that there is consciousness to it. At the conference, there was this group of indigenous tribe members from the Kogi. They're a tribe that lives in the Sierra Nevada mountains of Colombia. They don't come down from the mountain very often, and they came really to, to speak of Mother Earth and her technology. The Kogi have a particular group within their tribe called the Mamos, and the Mamos, when a baby is born and designated as a Mamo, 
that baby goes into a cave and lives in a cave for the first 10 to 20 years of its life, emerging from that cave only when connection to consciousness is complete. So these are individuals who are literally cut off from actual reality, from even visual of reality, so that their entire experience is that of connection to something greater, to connection to the earth. It's said they can speak to the trees, to speak to the rivers, that they have the ability to even transcend their bodies and transport themselves to other places. Remarkable stuff. And believe it or not, whatever your view may be, there's no question when you're in presence with these, these folks that they are very connected to the earth. And the question that they asked, having walked through Paris, was why is the river in a prison? Why is the river surrounded by concrete? Saying that we're supposed to have darkness at night so we can sleep. And right now I am walking at 11 o'clock at night up a very brightly illuminated street. City of Paris, of course, city of lights. So we have become so disconnected from nature, so disconnected from our own nature. It's no wonder we have an epidemic of loneliness and disconnection in our world today. We're connected from the very thing that makes us human. We're connected from that greater sense of connection. So what is conscious business anyway? What does it mean to be a conscious business entrepreneur, to be a conscious capitalist, if you will? It means making hard decisions. It means if you're an entrepreneur with a startup and someone offers to buy your company and you know that what they're going to do with that company is not in integrity with your own values, you say no. It's probably not something your investors would be happy about, but it's the conscious choice to make. That a potential business partner comes through the door and they don't align with your mission or your purpose. You say no. And boy, can that be hard, especially if it's difficult financial times for the business. That you do the right thing, especially when it's the hard thing. So I mentioned before that I have had the great opportunity to be here in Paris for this conference, in part because my friend Loïc Lemure, the originator of the PAWA community and conference, asked me to curate and host a startup awards showcase. We had over 40 applications come in in less than three weeks. We only had about five weeks to plan it, which is kind of insane. But in that time, we had over 40 applications. Now, some of them were great ideas that just don't have any shape at all yet. But I'm hopeful that at least some of them will come around for the next conference. There were a bunch that were in the consumer packaged goods area, or they were marketplaces for services and businesses. So they weren't necessarily doing anything particularly innovative with technology other than you know, the kind of access they were offering. But the third category, we probably had over, over half the applications were in this category. They were new technologies, new software, new hardware, new services, things that were innovating 
and breaking molds and setting new patterns and setting new paradigms with consciousness being the filter through which they were putting everything. Now, in some cases, the companies themselves and the products they were creating actually did apply to consciousness. It wasn't the case for all of them, but all of them did business in a very conscious way. And just so exciting to see the companies that won. I will be writing a post about these companies and you'll see that uh, in the show notes. You can check that out and see what the companies were and what that was all about. Also get to see some great pictures from Paris. But what became abundantly clear to me this week in conversations with folks in the hallway, with conversations with a number of the speakers, including Nicole Bradford, who's a seasoned investor, who is deeply saturated in consciousness as the main driver for what she does, looking at AI, looking at advanced leading edge technologies and looking at consciousness as the main filter for all of it. And really believing that we're not in some sky is falling, everything's going to shit time. It's actually exactly the opposite. It feels uncomfortable and disruptive because old patterns are being broken and new ones are being built. And it's uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. And people who, whose lives and livelihoods are based on the way things have been, they're gonna be uncomfortable until they can find new ways to fit. And they might fight the new ways. That's okay. That's the way it's always been. But my question to you, my friends, is where do you sit on the consciousness spectrum? How, how strongly would you hold to your conviction if a decision in front of you were turning down a large amount of money because it wasn't the right long-term view, making a short-term decision that looked like it was painful, would you be able to do it? Consciousness is everywhere. What part of it will you pick up? We did it again. Another episode of Talk Unleashed. It's so great to have you here. And you know what would be even more great? If you could scoot over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe even Spotify, and leave a review. Over on Apple, you actually have the chance to say a little bit about the episode. Spotify, just throw some stars on there, hopefully five. It helps us get seen and helps ensure that this conversation and conversations like it keep getting heard by the people who need to hear them. So do us a favor, hop on over and leave a review. And in the category of saying awesome things about awesome people, huge thanks to my producer, John McLean and the team at Monster Sound and Picture. They are just the best. And if you've got ideas or questions or feedback, I read all the email that comes in. So feel free to toss a message to talkunleashed at gmail.com. That's talkunleashed at gmail.com. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, who you want to hear from, all the groovy stuff. And most of all, Thank you. Thank you for listening, for being part of the conversation, and for keeping the conversation going. See you next week.